Okay. Uh, hey. we're, we're just being really dumb. <laughs> Guys, we just like again. We just started using these yeah, mics, yeah. and they sound so good when we. Can listen I press back. the button? Can press, I press the press, yeah, press the button. button? Ready? This okay, ready real fast. Hello. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. We have the soundboard that you. I don't know. Whatever. It's a. It's a great soundboard that has some preloaded things in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, one day I was actually as I was setting it up, I pressed it and I was like. Whoa! <laughs> what is happening right now? One day we need to do an entire ten-minute uh, yeah would, episode with the voices changed. We need to vote. Changed. Would anyone enjoy a ten-minute episode? They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Um, I'll vote. I'll uh, vote. Alejo will be the deep voice. I'll be the high-pitched voice, and <laughs> we'll see if anyone encounters the Lord through that. All right. So uh, good. But guys, yeah. thank you for joining us today. Um, thank you for joining me, buddy. Yeah. Glad that we can be here. He's so got, you're Dwight, I'm uh, guessing, and uh, I'm Jim. And you're Andy or Jim. This is Jim. I, don't, I don't really know. The box said Andy. The box so, said Andy? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so you're Andy. Angela, and, I mean, you, just look at what I'm doing <laughs> and go tell somebody. <laughs> go tell somebody. <laughs> Only Office fans will get that yeah, joke. And but. and the glorious, uh, just just look at that bad boy. Look at Dwight holding Dwight. And then Dwight. Dwight. Come on. Dwight holding Dwight. I love it. One I of the best. It. If I, they're not bobbing, then what's the point? Uh, what's the- <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on, moving on. Because I lost for, everybody that for, doesn't like The but, Office. Well, no, no, no. And, and anyone that's just listening to audio right now, they're like, what yeah. is happening right now? <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We, we have to remember we're actually... Uh, that's right. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We were yeah. playing with uh, little figurines of Dwight and Andy. Of The yeah, Office. We, yeah, we, yeah. we love The Office. But anyway, um, guys, today we want to have a conversation about, as I hold Joey's uh, ginormous Enormous. This looks like the the um, the D- Dead Sea Scrolls where Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> for some reason, yeah. looks so I have, massive. I have very, this Bible, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I, I read this verse. I read this verse uh, a week ago in Hebrews thirteen, and uh, when I heard it, I feel like if I would have heard this this scripture maybe five years ago, it wouldn't have made that much of an impact to me. But because I have been in church leadership for a while, and I've—I hate to say it this way, but I feel like because I've gotten to a point where there's been a pride that's entered my heart. Mm. Um, I sneaky pride. Yes, yeah, sneaky, I read sneaky. this scripture differently, and I was like, man, it just like it, it just hit me differently. So I just want to read it, and I want to just discuss this um, as it relates to us, Joey, you and me. As mm-hmm. We used to work at a church and have been in the church for a while, and and also in relation to just like I just see this uh, this this topic, this thing we're going to talk about, this spirit. Um, I see it just in a lot of people um, as well in general. So this is Hebrews thirteen seventeen. If you guys have your Bibles with you, it says this, it says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. That's that alone there. That's problematic today. Would you're reading in the NLT? NLT. And I, would, I wouldn't mind reading. I, I got Amplified, yeah, read it which after. is North Carolina. Cool. North Carolina. North Carolina. <laughs> New King James. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Joey didn't go to ministry school. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a pastor in church leadership for a decade. North Carolina version. <laughs> the North Carolina version. <laughs> no, what would North Carolina version and... sound like? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> no, you know Carolina's with a C, not a, not a K, right? <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Hebrews thirteen seventeen. <laughs> Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. 
Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That's the part that hit mm. me especially. Mm. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Now, that's that's kind of a, a threat. Have you ever been in a conversation or in the movies that people go, are you threatening me? <laughs> that yep. sounds like a threat. It sounds like a slight that threat. That would certainly not be for your benefit. <laughs> it's, it's almost like, hey, I wonder if there was someone in the church uh, yeah, that, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That, that he was like, would it be beneficial for you? Susie, this is for you. <laughs> Without saying a name. Like, um, Paul could have said a few letters just privately to people's houses. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right, right, right. I 100% believe that. 100% believe um, that. No, but, man, I read that. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit, Joey, and, and you tell me you want me how to you read feel it? about this. You want me to read it? Oh, yes, please. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, verse 17 in the North Carolina version. Uh, New King James, everyone. That's a joke. Okay, it's a joke. Obey your spiritual leaders... And it's amplified. So New King James with some context to the words. If you've never read Amplified, mm-hmm. just want to explain that a little bit. So obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, recognizing their authority over you, for they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare as those who give an account of their stewardship of you. Mm-hmm. Let them do this with joy, not with grief and groans, for this would be of no benefit to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's profound, bro. So the reason why this scripture hit me, there's a lot of reasons, but um, actually I'll, I'll be very straightforward. I don't think that I've always made it a joy for my spiritual leaders. Yeah, I can agree with that one. Not for you, for me. <laughs> I was like, I mean, wow. I mean, maybe this is a come to Jesus meaning about me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't feel like I have always made it a joy. Yeah. Now that's not to say that there shouldn't be a disagreement. Right. So that's actually not what I'm saying. So let me say that mm. first. I think that the sharpening of iron is going to bring sorrow sometimes, but that's necessary sorrow mm-hmm. when, when when iron sharpens iron, right? Mm. I think there is, and the part that I, I want to like discuss today with you is, I think there is just a part of my heart and I didn't realize it was still there. Mm. Okay, so a week ago, I uh, I read it, and I, I as of a week ago, I was like, uh, if you would have asked me the question, do you think that you are under sub- that you are submitted, mm-hmm. okay, and that you are doing what your spiritual leadership tells you to do, mm-hmm. right? I would have said, well, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any offense anymore. Yep. Okay. But I realize I have mastered a, a skill, Joey. And I think many Christians have mastered this skill. What's that skill? It is the skill of surrounding yourself with walls and boundaries that keep spiritual leadership out of your... Okay, so let me rephrase that. So I was considering this. I was considering, is there a way that spiritual leadership can exist without crossing your boundaries? Okay. So what I mean by that is I started to picture Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. Jesus having disciples. And some of the things that Jesus asked his disciples to do was very intrusive. Was crossing the boundaries of balance. Yeah. Quote unquote. Correct. And again, I think a lot of these are constructs of, of our generation because we are overly individualistic, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and we don't like to, 
be a part of something where we are told what to do, mm. you know? And also... <laughs> Get me started. We're going one. there. <laughs> and also... And again, guys, I'm having this conversation because this is me, okay? Mm-hmm. If, if you feel like this is you, please don't feel like I'm talking about you. I'm talking about myself. And if yeah. you feel like this is in any way relatable, just let the Holy Spirit do its work. Mm-hmm. But I've masked, so, I, so I'll tell you my story briefly, and you tell me if you can relate. So I worked at a church for a while. I can relate. <laughs> that's it see you guys next episode <laughs> next episode on the prolific podcast <laughs> i worked at a church for a while i had i had a, i had poor boundaries generally like just very very poor boundaries and to a point where i was just over overly people pleasing and i got mm-hmm. myself in a lot of trouble mentally and just mm-hmm. spiritually but after that season, I mastered the complete opposite skill. So I went all the way to the other side of the pendulum. Which it's almost like we always do that. Yeah. I just being completely, I always, if I'm doing something, I'll be like, well, I don't like that bend anymore. I'm going to go bend the other complete direction. opposite way. Instead yeah. of becoming healthy in like, okay, I was people pleasing. As, a, as an example, I was yeah. people pleasing. I should probably not do that as much and not be so focused on people. Instead of being like, I'm going to... Make everyone not care. Well, you like, don't yeah. notice that, but a lot of times no. in life, you're just operating and you are just processing the emotions, which mm-hmm. is just a part of it, yeah. right? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, like, I actually want to ask you. So I want to ask you to see if you can relate, okay? Mm-hmm. So we went through maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of similar seasons, yeah, right? In some places, for sure. And yeah. and then we moved to the business world, mm-hmm. and then we have, you know, uh, we have a lot of control over yeah. our time. Yep. We have a lot of control over what we do and we don't mm-hmm. do. We don't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of people telling us what to do. Yeah. So so what our lives look like right now is really a reflection of what we want them to look like. Not what somebody else mm-hmm. makes them look like. Y- yeah. As Does that make, make sense? My decisions are making how I look on a day-to-day. Who you serve, yep. who you yep. spend time yep. with, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So... Which is really funny because side note, there's a lot of people that have that exact thing and they don't like how their lives look and then they're getting upset at other people when in reality it was you're literally making the decision of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, yeah, like we, let me just be very clear and point blank. Like most of us get mad at other people and how they're reacting or do stuff for our lives. Like, you know, I had to have a, a not even a difficult conversation with someone, but disappoint someone. Mm-hmm. And I've still yet to fully have that conversation because I'm like fully disappoint them you know yeah. like and and it's because i'm hesitant but you know it's hilarious in reality i get to decide every moment that i don't have that conversation that person continues to live in a box in my brain mm-hmm. that one day i have to have that conversation mm-hmm. soon i have to have that conversation one day i have to have that conversation instead yeah. of just let me just deal with it let me move forward mm-hmm. let me press on and when it's like i almost blame them being like they're still in my head. Well, because it's just so easy to do. I feel like that's where people live. In fact, yeah. I will say, and we'll move on from that because that's a different topic. But, but that's yeah. But that, yeah. like, I think that I think that if you are unhappy with your boss, that's your fault. Yeah. Like, if you don't like the your working arrangements, hmm. nobody's keeping you there. Like, mm-hmm. you maybe you need more courage and more yeah. faith to go somewhere else or anyway. Which that's is a, a different di- which, conversation. And that's a difficult thing to have yeah. a conversation with because some people can be very. Um, well, this is it's just, their fault. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's their fault, and it's well, it comes back. It comes back to the garden. It goes back to blaming other people mm-hmm. instead of taking responsibility for our okay, lives. Okay, so that's actually so, a good yeah. transition point yeah. to go back. Yeah. So, so blaming. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think part of the reason why there has been such a deep adjustment to the other side of the pendulum mm. after that season 
is because in my in my eyes in my mind it was their fault mm. still it's still it's, there's still a part of that i'm mm-hmm. having to deal with that i didn't realize yeah. I, i'm still dealing with and it's the reason why like i i, I started to um create the kind of like really strict boundaries mm. about what so so i'll give you i'll give you a, a a very like straightforward example so when when we were in that season where tara and i had just gotten married and we were working at the church and we lived breathed mm-hmm. and just every single moment it was about that and obviously that was unhealthy in its own way as well because not so much about the work we were doing but more so the intentions behind why we were doing it mm-hmm. that was unfaith or un, unhealthy but during that season, we, if we had dinner at home one time during the week, it was a lot. Right. Just crazy. Yep. And it's crazy. My wife endured that for that long. But now we have dinner at home probably six nights of the week. Hmm. And, and, I'm, and I'm just realizing now, Joey, so going back to the whole submission and mm-hmm. authority and all that stuff, I'm, I think I have too much control. Isn't it so funny? Which is so weird to think about. Because I I remember as as an example of like a conversation that you and I had three going on three years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About like, I don't want people telling me how to live my life. Yeah, that's a that's a deep that, desire of my was, heart. Yeah. You were like, I want to be determined on when I go see my family, when I don't see them. That pendulum. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. going to, I'm gonna determine that I'm present. I'm gonna determine that this is not gonna dictate when I can't. And like I'm you little I remember like you saying, I'm not gonna miss a soccer game. I'm not gonna miss a game. Mm-hmm. When he grows up, I'm not missing a game. Mm-hmm. And you were so fixed, which again is a is a like no, but say the it, word. The, the heart. Oh, so what? Fixated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and and it was a like I remember that. And mm-hmm. even in me, I'm like, yeah, I'd like I will. I don't want all the con- like I don't want to be controlled by people. And we all Which are looking some, for this. There's something there. Yeah. Right. Because I, I think there is something. So I'll, I'll say this. I think it. I think it blends into a little bit of fear. I think it blends into this fear of like if someone else is controlling me, mm-hmm. then I might be missing something else. Because mm-hmm. in the thought of if this man or woman, I'll just say man, as in like like mm-hmm. human, okay? Yeah. Um, if this man is controlling me, then I'm not being controlled by God. And we like throw that. We like throw it to where yeah, like, like they're like, exclusive. Like, yeah, they're exclusive. Yeah. Like they're completely yeah. different. When in reality, like God speaks through men, speaks through donkeys, speaks through rocks. Like he speaks through all these different things, yet we have this... And again, I think there is obviously this is where where there are lines. Yeah, there is narcissism and control. Which like when there's is that? Which when is there not? I right. mean, that's the, I mean that's the thing. Like and we, we like, are draw these, all like we are all narcissistic to a point. Yeah, we we're all, all self seeking. Which is we're cra- all self seeking. Which is super yeah. crazy that God would like trust us with this kingdom, with the amount of narcissism that we can carry mm-hmm. and the amount of desire for like our own recognition mm-hmm. and our own well being and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and so. So it's no, like it's that's normal, and I, I was, just what I was thinking as you were saying that, Joe, is that God does a lot in our hearts. Mm. This is a hard truth for me to re- receive, and I know I'm self righteous when I say it's hard for me to receive it mm. because I have been on the other side of what I'm about to say. Mm. God does a lot of work in our hearts through flawed man. Absolutely. And I have been that flawed man. Oh, a bill- I, I'm that flawed man for my wife right every now, day. I'm the fl- I'm literally the <laughs> flawed man. Yeah, like the I I am that. Like I am that. 
the the aspect that the Lord used Moses, the aspect the Lord used Abram, the aspect the Lord used Peter and yeah. you know Simon, the Lord used Andrew, like et cetera, et cetera. The Lord used these people. Yet for some reason, we continue to have this thought that they were perfect, and that's why God chose them. And our expectation when, was that, and that's maybe the reason why we were deeply let down. Mm, mm, mm. You know on, what I'm saying? And because I think that a lot of times when we swing pendulums like that, we are coming. We are, we have a bitter spirit about us that is so. And and the reason why I wanted to say, Joey, that I just feel I feel like I see it so much. So mm. we were talking about this. We we're talking about how. When a when a Christian is young and mm. fresh, fresh blood, fresh Christian blood, <laughs> that is like just fresh and new, and you just haven't had to deal with the rubbing and the iron and the sharpening. Our our constant prayer is what, Lord, do what with me, use me, use me, right? And I, there's a lot of people that will, you know, in the new age Christianity now that God doesn't want to use you. He wants to partner with you. Yeah, but you're also a tool. That's what the Bible refers to you as, as, as a thing that is either used for honorable purpose or dishonorable purpose, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you, you are a tool in the master's hand for mm-hmm. a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it doesn't make you less a son and less a daughter. Mm-hmm. That God is, is, using, is using you. And, and again, we just like, I think, I think we use the word, we see the word use in a negative way because we see it through m- men's lens that we use for our own. Uh, manipulative desires and we, you know, I have my greedy, you know, way and I mm. want to use you and, and distort you and all that stuff. I use and abuse. And, yeah, yeah, but like, for example, if I if I called you and I was putting up a tent, mm-hmm. whatever, we're neighbors, right? And I said, hey, buddy, can I use you for like 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. You'd be like, yeah. 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 Of course, you can use me for thirty minutes right. because it's because there's not a, that negative connotation. Yeah, correct, it's the context it's, of it because you can trust. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna manipulate you into my own. Yeah, like, you're really trying to make me build a house right, for you, right? <laughs> or 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 that's actually a really good point. It might be for me. Yeah, but you want to do it. You want right. to be used. You know. Right. So that's the that's the. Well, and again, we I think there's many people that are following Jesus. Again, this is why I believe that there's there's a big 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 infinity big difference between being a Christian and a follower of the way um, that there's many people when you begin a relationship with the Lord and even in your youth and the fervent fire the the phrase like man I've said that phrase so many times Lord I want to be used use mm-hmm, me God mm-hmm, use me God mm-hmm. and then I would complain to God when I felt used mm-hmm. and I'd come back to him God, I just can't believe I feel like a doormat. No one's listening to me. No one hears and sees my skills. And and then I'd go and I'd be like, God, just use me. I just want to be used for Mm -hmm. your purpose. And I'd go back and I'd feel used again. And I'd come back to my secret place and complain to him again and then go back. And it was this end of the cycle. And then one day I'm like, wait a minute. Wait Wait a minute. The very thing I've been asking, the very thing I've been asking to be used by God, men are using me in the kingdom. Yeah. Yet I'm complaining about building the kingdom because it's not the picture and the box that I think yeah. I wanted. Oh, God, use me. And then there's this secret motive in the back. 
in front of 10,000 people so they see my skills of how I communicate. God, use me in front of 4,000 influencers so I don't ever have to do anything else for my bills. God, use me. I need you to go pick up the chairs. I feel so used by men. I can't believe God. Like, wh why? Well, I think, and I'll say the what's not being said yet, okay? I've said this many times, and I'm growing. So, two things. So, the first is we get in trouble when we forget that God is who is going to judge at the end. Okay? I wish so, I knew which one so, was the clap button on this, so listen, and I would have pressed it. Well, let me so just, listen to this. this. There it is. Hey, you got it. You led by the spirit there, my friend. <laughs> Out of eight the, buttons, eight you picked the right one. The Good right job. <laughs> So you had 12, 12.5% chance of doing... <laughs> well done on that number. Oh, oh there Andy! You go. Um, <laughs> listen to this part of that scripture. It says, their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Come on. Come on. So this is a, this is a deal. So, th so I'll tell you what my fear has always been. My fear is that I'm going to be used for men's purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. My fear is not that I'm going to be used for God's kingdom. Mm. Well, actually, there's a little bit of fear there too because... I know like that there's, there's a lot to you. lose, there, yeah. you know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's like my own conversation with God, and that's that's, that's your own faith. What, like, yeah, that, like, yeah, like what level are you no willing reason. to sacrifice? What what are you willing to give up? Right. Like if the Which Lord that's really, a different, that's yeah, a different that's a thing. Whole other, yeah. But the root of bitterness towards like being men. used, yeah. yeah, is normally towards men. It's, Let's it's be towards that man building yeah. their thing, yeah. right? And so yeah. like we we have. So I'll I'll say it. If you're listening to this and you have been in this position, that. It sucks to feel, mm -hmm. especially in the church, to feel like you are building a man's kingdom and not the Lord's kingdom. Mm -hmm. That sucks. That's yep. the worst. Yep. And 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 I can understand why any good follower of the way would test that and mm -hmm. not want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. I get it. I understand yeah. that, right? And now I will say there's this great mystery about how God has given God's kingdom the selfish man. Mm. Like and, you, like me. And, and Yes. Yep, and so yep, I'll tell yep. you this. I've, I've said this to you many times. I'm not sure that I would have started leading worship when I first got saved if I still didn't have a great amount of desire in my heart to impress people. Mm. Okay? Mm. So hear that. So God wants me to build his kingdom and glorify his name while at the same time, this desire for self-recognition is is. It's what's fueling me actually doing this whole thing more. But God was not afraid of that. Hmm. God continued to use me, even as I was selfish and narcissistic, hmm. to continue to disciple me into understanding that his kingdom is his kingdom and not my hmm. kingdom, right? And I wish I could tell you today that this doesn't exist anymore, mm -hmm. that I don't want self-recognition. Right. I would be lying to you straight yeah. to your face. Yeah. Now, is there less of this than there was at the beginning? A hundred percent. Right. But in the same way, like this is on a worship leader level, in the same way, I, I believe that a lot, a lot, that what moves a lot of church leaders is still that desire for mm -hmm. several recognition and their it's their own it's kingdom impress impressment like like impressing, impressing people yeah. yeah even even the but fact it's of normal like, right like well, well what's funny is I had I had well, the it's normal in, of, in in the earth in the yeah, earth's yeah, yeah, yeah. ways right I I had this feeling of 
living up to, which I think, I don't know if we ever put this in a podcast, maybe an episode we never put in, but I had this feeling of trying to live up to something growing mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. right? Like with my dad, like my dad and mm-hmm. I had a great conversation, I think after that episode mm-hmm. of just like, I felt like, man, like I'm never going to live up to being like my dad. Like living, like it was a, it's a goal. Come on. Like he's mm-hmm. such a great man. He loves the Lord. He's mm-hmm. just, he's dependent and you're running and like, and I felt like I could never catch it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there was moments that I was trying to impress men of the things that they prophesied over me mm-hmm. or saw in me mm-hmm. or spoke over like these little things. And so I, there was things that I was doing mm-hmm. in the kingdom because someone spoke mm-hmm. over me, someone spoke over me mm-hmm. and, and it was encouragement and it was fire to my spirit. Yeah. But at the same time, there was this like, like, man, I need to live up to this. Like I, I need to, I need to take action. I need to, I need to prove mm-hmm. that I'm worthy of that. Which then I would, I'd rewind and I'd read scripture, like, like the, um, be worthy of your calling, be worthy, bro. Of okay, so pause like, there, pause there, like, pause there. Let's discuss that scripture. Yeah, I mean, because this is the thing. We, I, I, I just think that we do we what we do so much, and we. I want to get back to the whole use thing because I, I want to go back well, to the scripture, I, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but let's let's hit then, on that. Then how about this? Why don't we yeah. do this? Why don't we do this? Everyone, you're gonna enjoy. It. We'll talk about the scripture on another episode. Yes. we need to dig into this. So I'm gonna write it down yeah. right now, <laughs> and we'll talk about that scripture about but, yeah the worthiness of God. Keep yeah, going, but, spe- but speaking of, I mean, be, when when you're being charged to be worthy of a calling, you are slightly being asked to put effort. Yeah. Right. And and in our in our in our clear cut, no sharp edges Christianity that we like to sometimes set with formulas and there is this just this or only that, we can't accept that there is God has made us completely worthy in God's eyes, but we're still being asked to be worthy of our calling. How does that work together? We will figure it out in heaven. But it's obviously true because we're being asked to do both. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's the action. It's the same James. Like, where is your faith yeah. without works? And then if you're saying, well, my faith is without works, he's like, well, I'll show you my faith by my works. By right? your works, yeah. And, and it's, it's the same that they—it's it's but and. Like, it's both. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 it yeah, is, yeah. It is both of them. Whereas complete reliance that God has made me worthy by yes. Jesus' blood, yes. yet I yes. have to take action in my steps yes. and show yeah. that I, I, am, I am your son, Yeshua. Like I am your and, child. And my life like, bears fruit of yeah, that. Yeah, like I'm gonna walk this, yeah. you know. And and as I decide to live this way, I believe that shows worthiness of that. And, and there's a whole lot. So so let's so let's yeah. go back to the point. Back, so back which to was Hebrews 17. Hebrews which 17. was which was, you know, that I believe that a lot of people have been used for men's purpose, hmm. and that's the reason why they have swung the pendulum so far, like I have. And I understand. Hmm. I just want you to know I understand. Hmm. I get it. Um. I get how dirty it can feel. Mm-hmm. I get how naive you can feel mm-hmm. after a time. Feel like a doormat. Right. Yeah. And so what I'm not saying is not that conversations don't need to take place and that people don't need to grow. Right. Right. right Everybody right. Yep. needs to grow. Yep. Pastors need to grow. Yep. People that are under st- uh, yep. uh, church leadership need to grow. Everybody needs to grow. Yeah. If you're being physically abused, verbally abused, that is not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like there's, there's certain the church, things. Yeah, yeah. Your pastor is physically abusing you. Yeah. That's yeah. That's like, world. my but, gosh. But, um, but verbally, again, most, I would... I yeah, but... Yeah. Most are verbal. I know, like I've seen it, yeah. you know, and I'm like, oh, well, that's just... And then it's just honor him. Yeah. And you're like... Oh, Okay, well, where's the line? Yeah, Where, where's the line of of yeah. of honoring and valuing a shepherd? You know. Yeah. And then also coming back to the scripture, 
And that's where I believe it just well, comes that, back to the, the individual individuality, your relationship with the Lord. The Lord is your judge, and the Lord is their judge. That, that's and you it. have to, and, and, so the Lord is your judge and their judge. And then ready? The same, mm -hmm. the same aspect. The Lord is your defender, and he is their defender. Their defender. Careful and now. So, so you have to understand, this is where it's the, mm -hmm. the, the, the closeness of your, like, like the closeness of your relationship with the Lord, you have to grab this, that though that person might be throwing spears at you, like Saul did David. Mm -hmm. Talk about abuse, right? Talk about abuse. Saul throwing spears at David when he was mm -hmm. soothing his soul from a dark spirit. That's, mm -hmm. that's when he threw the spear at him, right? And David had a moment where he could have taken Saul's life while mm -hmm. Saul was going to the bathroom. He had many moments. Many moments, mm -hmm. but this one particularly, that I, I see a beautiful, like, like just, oh, this is just so powerful. The, the scripture where David goes into the cave mm -hmm. and it says that he could have, his men were telling him, get rid of him. This is the Lord delivering Saul into your hands. Ooh. Time to get rid Pause of him. and say. Right there. Pause and let me say, be careful what your spiritual counsel, mm. while your counsel tells you, mm. it, it, to make things sound spiritual, to, to make disobedience sound spiritual. Come on. Come oh on. my goodness. To make bitterness sound spiritual. Mm. Mm. To make being, to make taking the Lord's revenge mm. in your own hands mm. sound spiritual. Mm. Come on. Come on. So let me let me let me this because story. no, because oh. say what they say. Say what yeah. they said to David so, again. So they, they literally say they say David. Like give context to the story for the, people that might not know the story. Yeah. Well, you you gotta you gotta read it definitely. So but, but Paul, the, Saul has been chasing David to yep, kill him. Yep. Multiple for a times. while. David has David's his own been man fleeing, running, yep. building building an army. There's people mm -hmm. that are following David because they believe he's he's right that he hasn't mm -hmm. wronged anyone and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And and then Saul is in a cave. And relieving himself, at least says relieving himself. Yeah. And his men and David are hiding in that cave, if I remember correctly. Like yeah, a little they're like bit literally away. in the they're cave. in the like... cave where Saul's relieving themselves, yeah, which is yeah. kind of funny in that. Yeah. But um, and then his men say, David, this is the Lord delivering Saul to you. What a daring which thing is, to say. Well, bro. what's crazy is when you look at on the context of the history of all these things and war and all that, like it would look, it would look like with their physical eyes. <sighs> Physical eyes that the men in the council that this was. I have been that guy. You know that, bro? Mm. Mm. I have told David, the Lord's delivering Saul to you. Because when you're offended. Mm. And what's funny, they weren't even a, like they weren't even the ones that had the spear thrown at them. No, they weren't. They weren't that's even the, the one that's been they the were kingdom was anointed. For him. But but they also they also had their own selfish desires yes, about yep, this, yep, right? Yep, yep. And well, it's because like, if they're close to David, yeah, that means they're he's so gonna he's bring king, them with it. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. But yep. along with all that, it's like when you are careful now, careful now, man. Careful now that when you are, don't forget the Bible says the heart is deceitful above all. Mm. Mm -hmm. You look yep. around, your yep. heart is the most deceitful. Yep. If you, if you're, the, that's the reason why the Bible says, if your eye has light, then your body will have light. But if your your eye has darkness, how great. How, how great is the darkness that you think is light? Mm. This mm. is the thing. When people are offended and bitter, they will make their, they and they're not willing to accept that they mm. are offended and bitter mm. and in sin. They, the other alternative mm -hmm. was three alternatives. Ignore it, maybe just mm -hmm. like neglect it. Yeah. But the third alternative is make the offense sound spiritual. Yeah. Spiritually backed. Yeah. Right? Look at this. 
Yeah. And and it, it, we have a righteous reason to take Saul's life right now. Mm-hmm. The Lord is delivering him to you. Yeah. And and that's what happens a lot when you like with this church, with church leadership as well. And that's why I'm saying I have been this. I have been this person mm-hmm. that says that is speaking of, of my own accord, mm. you know? Um, yeah, let me finish. Let me finish. So the story. Yes. The story. Sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're good. So his men, David's men, say the Lord's Lord's delivering Saul into you, right? And David goes up, sneaks up behind Saul. Mm-hmm. Instead of killing him, he slices a hem of his garment, right? The edge of his coat, and goes outside while Saul's relieving himself and says, look, Saul, look mm-hmm. how the Lord has delivered you. And mm. and I chose and I chose not to. He says, "Look, look I don't think he said the could, Lord has delivered you." I, let, let me see. If because if he it. believed that, he would have taken his life. Oh wow! I turned very close to it. Wow, that's actually quite impressive. I just <laughs> turned my giant Bible, and I I got pretty dang close to it. Um, because because this is it. the other thing about the story that I remember is that David uh, felt very convicted that he even cut yeah, so a part of yes, his robe. So that's actually so, what I'm trying to get to. So I don't even um, think I don't because I, he, he still believed. He still see. knew. Here we go. Here we, ooh, I already found it. All right. So, um, oh, dude, this is so crazy. Uh, I'm just trying to fast forward some. Yeah, here you go. I'll, I'll read this. When Saul returned from the following Philistines, he was told, behold, David is in the wilderness of Engedi. This is 1 Samuel 23, by the way, or 24. Um, then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to search for David. And when his men in the front of the rocks of the wild goats... On the way, he came to the sheepfold where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the cave's innermost recess. David's men said to him, Behold this day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I'll hand over your enemy to you. You shall do to him as seems good to you. Then David arose in the darkness and stealthily cut off the hem edge of Saul's robe. After David's conscience bothered him, because he had cut off the hem of Saul's robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed to put out my hand against him, since he is the anointed of the Lord. So David strongly rebuked his men with these words and did not let them rise against Saul. Saul got up, left the cave and went on his way. Then David also got up afterwards out of the cave and called after Saul saying, my Lord, the King. My Lord, the King. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the ground and lay himself face down. David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men who said, David seeks to harm you? Behold, your eyes have seen today how the Lord has given you into my hands in the cave. Mm. Some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not reach out my hand against my Lord for he is the Lord's anointed. So the Lord gave Saul to David as a test. Let me continue. Let me keep reading this. Look, my father, indeed, see the hem of your robe in my hand. Since I cut off the hem of your robe and did not kill you, no one understand without question that there is no evil or treason treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you are lying in wait to take my life. May the Lord judge between me and your and you, and may the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. As a proverb of the ancient says, out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. 
And he, and he keeps going. And then he just says, may the Lord be the judge and render judgment to, between me and you. And may he see me plead my case and vindicate me by saving me from your hand. Mm-hmm. When David had finished saying these words to That's Saul. That's the moment that changed th- everything. This is what's great. Yeah. When David had finished saying these words to Saul, Saul said, is this your voice, my son, David? Then Saul raised his voice and wept. And he said to David, you are more righteous and mm-hmm. upright in God's eyes than I, for you have done good to me, but I have done evil to you. You have declared today the mm. good that you have done to me. For when the Lord put me into your hand, you did not kill me. Mm-hmm. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away unharmed? So may the Lord reward you with good in return for what you have done for mm. this day. Now behold, I know that you will certainly be king, and the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hand. So now swear to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants after me, that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. David gave Saul his oath, and Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the mountain stronghold. And that's the moment that when Saul stopped chasing him. Yes, and then Samuel's Because he knew, he proved to him. So it's so it's so profound about that is that David, again, still, so so, so many things there, bows down, mm-hmm. head to the ground, There's still submit, still submitted to, Lord his, King, to his even to though his leader. he is the Lord King. Oh. He... Um, he, you know, all along, David wanted to prove to to Saul that he wasn't trying to take him out of the yeah. picture. Yeah. And and so this is a moment where God gives Saul over to David's hand. So you were right, but it is to test his heart, hmm. to test his heart, to see. And what's crazy how, is it says he snuck with all intention. Like, like, like not even, not like, it's just so fascinating. With all he, intention that he was well, going to kill? Well, well, no, just behold this day. And then David arose in the darkness and stealthily cut off the hem of the edge of the soul's robe. Like, Stealthy, yeah. Like, no, no, no. What's funny is like, he, even though his men, like I picture myself as one of them and be like, yeah, get him, get him. And then you see David just cut the hem. And you're like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, that's the other profound like part that, about this story. Like just, yeah. Wait a minute. This is what we've been out in this wilderness, like we're starving, freaking running, fighting for this mm. until this moment. And that's, and that's, this is the moment, by the way, bro, mm. that makes, that establishes again, confirms again, why David was a better king. Mm-hmm. Because David had the courage to disappoint the men that were following him. Mm. Mm. And that was the whole, 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 that whole, whole That's the whole, whole reason why whole Saul reason was rejected. why Saul was removed. That's yeah. the whole reason. Yeah. Why, so, the, why the hand of God was was removed from him. So right. it's like a parallel yep. parallel like Saul yep. had a yep. moment where he was supposed to slaughter everybody. Yep. But and his men wanted to keep loot. anything. Yeah, not keep loot, nothing. Yep. And yep. so yep. he didn't he didn't he didn't have the courage mm-hmm. to tell them. Yep. But then David has the courage to tell these men, I know you've been running. Mm-hmm. I know you've been hungry. I know you've been struggling. I know you're away from your families. I know all these things. Mm. But today's not going to be the day that I raise my hand against the Lord anointed, which is crazy. Yeah. So 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 speaking of like abuse and just in leadership, it's like it's like we just have we think, okay, so a few thoughts here. So the first is I'm going to say I'm going to say we. I'm I'm going to say I. I think it's up to me to determine who is a righteous leader. I think it's up to me. As if people, and I know this to be false because if it was true, I would have never been used by God. As if people need to be perfect before they are used by him. 
to lead and to love people. So obviously that's not true because neither of us have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but to kind of bring it back all the way back, Joey, like I just, I realized, man, that I've, I've mastered this skill of being present in the church, but without authority. Mm-hmm. Explain that. I've met. So, so there was a time where I was like, I don't need to be there. Mm-hmm. So I've, gone past the point where now I understand I need I need my f- church family. Mm-hmm. But I see a lot of people parked there, including me, mm-hmm. right this very second. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people usually confess things they did in the past. Like after? It, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh man, please pray for me. Three I, years I watched, ago. I watched yeah. pornography a month ago. Right. Okay, man, yeah, I'll pray for you. Yeah. No, I'm confessing to you something right this very second. Mm. And there are a lot of people around me that, that I can see like this. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people Mm -hmm. in our age group in like between like 25 and like Mm -hmm. 45 years old that have been jaded Mm -hmm. and they've mastered giving the church their conditional presence, Mm -hmm. but they have no authority in their life. In their lives, yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's what I wanted. I wanted you to find they the authority. Are, they aspect. are, yeah. yes, they they are the. And by they, I mean we. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, me, yeah. Alejo. Yeah. I don't have a voice that overrides what I have to say right now. Mm. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you don't have some pastors or some people. We don't have, or some yeah, leaders. like people that yeah, I trust yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. But and and, and I'm also not saying that I need some sort of intermediary between me and God. Right. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is no one has I access. I am so no I, one has access to tell me what to do or even just access to to challenge a thought that you might be going in the wrong direction. No, and I'll, I'll say this. I'll say there are people I have access to, but not enough. Hmm. Like I can think I can think like of there's pastors there's in my layers, life that like, yeah, there's like layers. I'm, I'm meeting one today. Yeah, yeah, I'm meeting yeah, one today yep, at 1:30. Yep. yep. That, that has that like have, access. Yep. And they, we yep. have respect and we have mutual respect. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like I um I am just so afraid. Okay, this is mm-hmm. what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that their asking is going to override what I want. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. And and, and so in that way, I've just swung the pendulum so far the other way. Where you're almost just never going to allow them to be able to ask. Past the boundary that, that I that have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, like, because what's crazy is I picture I picture my dad, like, my dad's an elder for a church, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and he's been asked things in his life. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to do this. You need to do this. You should have the mic. You should do this. You should do this, right? Mm-hmm. And my dad would just, like, no, nah, it's not the time. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, dad like come on like just take the step like be in faith like your identity like you know i'd be mm-hmm, spurring him mm-hmm. on and he would just say oh, it's not my piece right now it's not it's not where i need to be it's not what i need to be doing but the men that told him that had access for him to hear it and then for him to take it to the lord mm-hmm. and then hear from the lord the direction that he needed to go and what i mean by that and is that's like something some, necessary that's too. the step because yeah. I feel I feel like we don't give people the access to even be able to speak that to be mm-hmm. able to even say, "Hey Joey, I feel like the direction you're going right now is ABC. 
I think the Lord might need you to go, you know, EFG. Like, you may you may need to take that to the Lord. And most of the time we have these walls to where like, yeah. I have just enough relationship with the pastor or just enough barriers so then they don't see too much into my life. And then they if don't they get too would, much from me. Yeah, too much from me or I don't get too much from them. And then if if they happen to ask me that, I'd, I would then, when I hop in the car, be like, pastor doesn't know me to be able to say something like that. Or, or, or... I got too much going on for him to be asking me to, to right. blank or because and this is this, this the sentence that I have a, a problem with. <laughs> I have a don't lot you, of problems with the scriptures. Don't, by don't the way, don't you love when the word of God offends you? It says because it it's just glorious, right? right? You're like, oh, that really hurt. Because then, because then it's <laughs> because then it reminds us that we are not our authority. Yes. This is our authority, right? Yes. So yes, their work is to watch over your souls. Mm. Their work is to watch mm. over my soul. My okay, soul. So can I can I just say what my brain wants to say? <laughs> my flesh. I'm just being honest. I want to say it's nobody's job to watch over my soul. It's my job. It's my job, right? But control. It goes back to me. It, it goes, goes back to me. It goes back to me wanting control of my life, how I dictate, how I step, how I move. It comes back to even like if I fall, it's because I failed. And, not because and not that, yeah. And, and no. something else that we don't want as younger people, mm-hmm. we don't want to feel like we need somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, self-sufficiency. Need, yes, sir. Self-sufficiency. I don't need I, a I church leader. I want to be self-sufficient just on God. I don't, I don't need the body of Jesus. It's just me and God. Mm-hmm. So, well, that's, so a, that's another. That's, but, and that but no, but, that, not, but I'll, people. I'll just say this. I'm going to say this. If that's what you're saying, you are so lost, my friend. I'm, and that might and be again, really. That are, might be really, really hard are, for you to hear. Because yes. listen, let me let me speak on that. I have said that within my without within my spirit. We are. We are listen, I have. I have said that. This is a conversation of sheep. Yep. Not fully in the mm-hmm. pen. Yep. Joey, yep. and I, I'm yep. going to put you in there as well. If mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty stinky sheep. It's a, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. It's okay to admit, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, yep. that you are not living this out, these yeah. scriptures. I mean, if if that's not mm. if Christianity is not looking at God's eternal word mm. and determining and 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 seeing with the spirit if we are living it out, then what is Christianity? Christianity at its core is just God commands us to live a certain way mm. and we either are or we're not. Like right. that's and so so if you're saying so I'm gonna give you three steps here. So if you're saying you don't need the church, you don't need leadership, you you don't need sheep around you mm-hmm. to walk with the shepherd, my friend, you are as lost in the spectrum as you can be. Now it's okay because we've been there, and I would now, call it you're you're in the lacking of the understanding of who the bride of Christ is. No, it's a, like it's that, a lot, it's a like, lot, and we could we because could, well, I know there's people that genuinely they they don't grab hold of why they need the body. Like it's why well, I love even, the church, but that's not even about I just that. Don't like well, but that's what I mean. Like I've been there. It's not even I've about that. You know why you're that, mostly lost? You know why you're mostly lost? No, why? Because the body needs you, right? Well, that's what I mean by because if lacking you were, of understanding of the scriptures. If you were controlled by love, yep. yep. If you were controlled by love, which is God's desire mm-hmm. in His scriptures, you wouldn't be asking yourself. You wouldn't be saying, "I don't need the church." That's how I know you're lost, mm-hmm. because you're thinking about you mm-hmm. and what the church can do for you. Right. You are you are walking in the truth and in the light when you understand. 
that it is people that need you to walk in love. So, okay, so in the spectrum, you like, I, we're praying for you. We're in the next step. We're trying to get far, far along the spectrum. Yeah. Where we understand now we need a church. Yep. I mean, but we've I always understood that. Let's be honest. We've, want, we've always understood that. But it's the fact of like, like, like even I would say there's a there lot. Was a, there was a time I, I didn't want the church. But, so, but before that, you, you were a part of it. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, so, so I feel like most people that don't want to be part of the church are the people that actually like, like that are believers and that don't want to be part of the church is whenever a man has offended or hurt them or used them or et cetera. So they're like, eh, they were a part of the church all around. They got hurt. Like every person in humanity that's well, following Jesus and being led by a shepherd yeah. right now, right? And then in that lane, we're like, eh, I don't really, like, I'm going to be completely honest. It is not God telling you to separate yourself from the bride of Jesus. It's, right. It's not God. That is your, that is, that is our human. I'm going to call it what it is. That is our humanity. Yeah. That is our flesh wanting to isolate ourselves. It's our flesh. It is, it, we want to isolate because when we're in relationship and we're around people, that means that number one, we might get hurt. We might get sliced up. People mm. are going to fail us. They might they're gonna be say, inconvenient. They're going to be inconvenient. Their, mm. their integrity might not be at your level of integrity mm. that you think that they should be at. Or even, even they might not live according to the fullness of the scriptures. And then I would say the same context I've said to myself in the mirror, am I? Well, that's the thing. Am this, I? This, this is the other thing. This is the other thing. Another reason why people separate this, themselves from the church is not just because they've been used and hurt. Mm -hmm. The other reason why people get away from the church, and this has also been us, mm -hmm. is that you have better things to do. Yeah. yeah the definition you, of, yeah, better things uh, to do. You, yeah, yeah. you have determined mm -hmm. that whatever you're pursuing... Yeah, that's better. I like that. Yeah. That's better. Mm -hmm. That is more fruitful. Mm -hmm. And again... This, it's is, more, it's this another, is more of my goal. It's correct. Yeah, yeah. And so you just have a different pursuit. It, it is safe to say that the truest, most pure form of a believer of Jesus is that they are so in love with the mission of God through the church mm. until he returns, that that is their priority for the earth. If there's any other priority... And again, I'm pointing well, all these fingers well, back. Priority A is Jesus. Everyone understand that. But your highest priority is the King of Kings, Lord, yes, Lord but the King of Kings, the, way, the King of right? Kings is not a lazy king. Right. That's, well, that's like, what I mean. The King of Kings they has could take a, it. So our entire goal is to build the church. No, no. That is our priority is no, relationship no, no. with Jesus. It's not to do things. And then, yeah. and then to move forward to, to be but part I, of I the But I will kingdom. tell you this. You spend two hours praying in a room, mm -hmm. you're going to come out of that room wanting to do something. Absolutely. Like there's no something. way around that. Something. You're, you're not going to leave that room and go, Oh, that's that was really nice. Maybe well, I'll go back to my, hopefully. No, I get it. Yes, that's hopefully, part of it. Yeah. But this is the thing, God. When you spend any uninterrupted, mm. you know, quality time with Him, He's gonna say, "Let me give you some of my heart." Mm -hmm. And as He puts some of His heart in you, mm. you can't. You Jesus came. Mm. Jesus came to move, bro. Mm. Jesus came to in. in in the form of fellowship, mm -hmm. in the form of eating with his disciples, mm -hmm. in the form, but he but he came f with mission, you know. And so, yeah. if yeah. you spend any uninterrupted time with Jesus, he's going to. I'll give you an example. I'll tell. I'll, I, I this is how I know why. The times when I'm looking for opportunities to serve God the least are the times when I'm the most busy with my own things, mm. Mm. like. There was a time in my life when I was in a Starbucks and I was looking for the person that needed me to pray for right. them. 
Yeah. There was a time in my life when I was in a restaurant and I was look. It, it was my priority to make people feel seen, to to encounter what mm-hmm. was the opportunity of the Holy Spirit. And but what happens is that again, when we have other pursuits we think are more worthy, mm-hmm. the church is like, whatever, mm-hmm. right? So so again, that's that's here. But let's go back to the to the point of this one, of this episode, which is spiritual leadership. When that's where we're at. I just want to confess to all the prolific podcast um, listeners, I don't know know if this is where you are, (laughs) that that's where I am. I'm literally praying, bro, that God would give me the strength and the courage to submit myself again. Mm. Mm. That's good. To a man. Okay? I'm submitted to Jesus Mm -hmm. to a point. Which is a man. (laughs) Correct. To a point. But this is the thing. What Jesus is telling me right now Right. Is that if I'm submitted to him, mm-hmm. I'll actually be submitted I've... to another another leader. Leaders. Like that's what's funny. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't even say one leader. Obey your spiritual leaders and mm-hmm. submit to them. Mm-hmm. That's not one man. Mm-mm. Like you have to like there are leaders mm-hmm. in our lives. Now like and, and we can say this. Yeah, you can get into a whole bunch of do, stuff. Do we world, know, man. do we know what it looks like exactly to submit to uh, like mm-hmm. I, I'm not even sure that I can verbalize what it is that I feel God's calling me to do right now, mm-hmm. practically, yeah, 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 okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because what I'll what I, I I'll tell you what I don't believe God's asking me to do. God's not asking me to go against my conscience mm-hmm. when it comes to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Right. God God's not asking well, to, me... Yeah, going against to, the word. Correct. To submit myself yeah. to something that's unbiblical. Yeah. God is not asking me to... Um, to, uh, to follow through with the desires of a person that is, is actually, um, like, I don't know, like, living in heresy or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, what God's asking me to do is to lose my fear, to mm-hmm. let go of the control that I have over dinner at night in my home, mm-hmm. over yeah. bo- my boundaries being crossed for the purpose of the kingdom, mm-hmm. over um, doing something that's not my idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm in a journey. Aren't we all? Yes. Let me read the context and we'll close out here. This is verse 15 through through 19. Jeez. You just throwing Andy around over there uh, of Hebrew 13. It says, Through him, therefore, let us at all times offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of lips that thankfully acknowledge and confess and glorify his name. Do not neglect to do good, to contribute to the needy of the church mm-hmm. as an expression of fellowship, for such sacrifices are always pleasing to God. Obey your spiritual leaders and submit to them, recognizing their authority over you, for they are keeping watch over your souls and continually guarding your spiritual welfare as those who will give an account of their stewardship of you. Let them do this with joy and not with grief and groans, for this would be of no benefit to you. Keep praying for us, for we are convinced that we have a good conscience seeking to conduct ourselves honorably, that is, with moral courage and personal integrity in all things. And I urge all of you to pray earnestly so that I may be restored to you. And it gets through, you know, all of these things um, from Hebrews. But more than anything, I feel like as men of women, what we can do more than anything is values value those people that the Lord has placed in authority. Every person in authority mm-hmm. God has placed. That's mm-hmm. that is scripture. Yeah. That's not man-made. That That's is where you start. Every every authority figure 
those you don't like, mm-hmm. those in a different political party, mm-hmm. those in different places. Like, I know it's hard, and I know it's difficult, yet I'm going to be completely honest. I have to remind myself this. We are not in the times of Nero. We are not in the times of Nero, where I am, my brothers and my sisters are being staked and burnt as lanterns to light the Roman guards. That's not happening right now. I don't have political parties mass murdering thousands upon thousands upon thousands of followers of the way right now. Now in other nations and places, this stuff is happening in certain in a certain level. But in the States, in the US, we are not there. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind my brothers and my sisters right now, we are blessed where we live, number one. But we are not being as persecuted as you may feel like we're being persecuted. And that leader that disagrees with your vision or your goal or what you feel purpose-driven or what you feel the direction of it is, just because someone isn't behind you doesn't mean they're against you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Remember, as the bride of Christ, we're in this together. We're seeking the one the one that has all of our value, all of our, our focus, everything everything of our attention. But during this journey, man, let's just fixate on Jesus, and I think God will continue. I think Yeshua will continue to reveal stuff in our hearts that sometimes you're like, oh, that's really dark. I didn't, that's not me. God, that's not me. That's not me. That's not my dark closet. And when in reality, it's like, no, Lord, that we have to be able to admit that there is darkness in this flesh mm-hmm. and that there is stuff that this word still has to slice up bro. every day and get, and get stuff out of me. And mm-hmm. it's gonna suck sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to read you this last, last, verse. last scripture and we'll close out as we were not close here. So this one is, uh, this one was encouraging to me. I was telling somebody today that I, I'm, I always love, um, when I read a scripture and I, I, I don't remember having read it before because it's like, it almost feels like it's brand new, right? Yeah. This is Hebrews 12, 12. Very easy to remember. It says, so take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. And listen to this. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. Hmm. Where uh, is that found? In Hebrews 12, 12. Hebrews 12, 12. Okay. And I just feel like I mean, we just we just have to continue, have to continue. This is I, f- I believe this is the good fight, man. Mm. The good fight is the fight of getting our hearts to agree with God's word every day. That's a good fight. Mm. The good fight is not a fight against people. It's not a, against political parties. It's not against you know nations falling, rising. It's not against it's not, flesh and blood. It's not flesh and blood. No, no, Come no. On. It's Come it's on. it's a fight to establish God's word in our hearts on a daily basis mm. and and to to um to live by it mm. you know and um so i just want to say man like i just i, I want to pray i want to pray can i pray mm-hmm. as we finish absolutely I just want to pray for the people that um that are in the same limbo mm. you know i feel like that's that's oh uh sorry that was the mic um that's a limbo that mm. the lord wants to get us out of so i'll pray lord i just thank you for uh this opportunity to just to just be with you to hear from you, um, this opportunity to dig into your word and 
to God to not com- make your word complex and and make it um, something that it doesn't need to be. To just simply see it, read it, and let it do what it's supposed to do. And so I just I want to I want to say this for me and for my brothers. We're sorry. We're sorry that that sometimes we want to um, we want to keep control. Um, that we want to determine where we are used, that we want to determine what what uh, what our lives look like. I know that sounds like a crazy thing to say. I'm sorry that we want to determine what our lives look like. That might sound like a crazy thing for a person in the world. Um, but for a Christian, we, we are not the ones that determine um, where we are, where we go, what we do. You are the one that leads us, God. And I, I pray you just give us again a healthy dependence on you. Um, trusting Father that that wherever we are, you are going to be the judge at the end for all of us, for leaders, for people that are being led, for the lost, for you are going to be the judge. You have the invisible scoreboard that we're going to look to one day and we're and you're going to determine this was right, this was wrong. Um, and we don't have to uh, make those final, and I want to say that word specifically, those final determinations here on earth. Um, we just need to trust you as we're here. We need to live with conviction and with your spirit. And, um, and, and, and so I just pray that, I pray that, especially young people, man, because I just believe, Lord, that you, you need your young, um, mature, uh, well, by much, maybe not say the word mature. You need your, your young, courageous uh, believers in the church just charging forth uh, towards what, what you have called them to. I just want to pray that my generation would not deconstruct obedience um, that it would not deconstruct the things that we've known to be true for a long time, that we would not be afraid of, uh, of living um, in, in the works and standing on the shoulders of other people, uh, but that instead we would, um, just with all faith, just trust you and be humble and be pure in heart um, as we pursue you. So we just love you and we thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well... Y'all have a prolific day. Be blessed.